Welcome to Skin. This is our next episode on the royal family. And I'm sure everybody has seen the Oprah interview. And we're going to unpack it. And we're going to talk about what we think. We're going to start today with just a, a very brief examination on where each of us stand on the royal family. What's our relationship to them? And then we're going to talk about Meghan Markle and, and the stuff she's dealing with, what we think. Dave, you've got some pretty strong feelings about the royal family. Why don't we start with you? Well, okay, let me just start by saying I don't know if everybody in the royal family is racist, but their family's wealth is built on a lot of colonialism which slavery and British Empire is built on the Industrial Revolution and the Industrial Revolution got its birth or its the catalyst for the Industrial Revolution was slavery. It's hard not to think that in the lineage that they protect so much that there isn't some racism embedded, intertwined with the, the monarchy, right? So the fact that they can, you can say, oh yeah, uh, I don't think she's racist because you want to, you know, protect the queen or whatever, or you're a royal watcher or whatever. I don't give a crap about the queen, to be honest. She's probably a nice old lady that, you know, she'd probably say hi, say hi, da 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 da, da but then that'd be it. She means nothing else to me. I'm not one of these people that watched the royal wedding. I'm not one of these people that watched Princess Di's wedding. I felt real bad when Princess Di died and she died in that crash, but I didn't miss a day of work. I, I'm just not into it. That being said, Meghan Markle says that there was racism in, in the Buckingham Palace. How in God's green earth can you say that would not be true? I mean, come on. So Dave Watkins, strong supporter of the monarchy <laughs> in England. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. You can't what see you him think? right now, but he's actually wearing the crown, eh? <laughs> I agree with Dave. The only one, only ones that I don't really off the top of my head can think that are not racist is Harry and Megan. Like Harry, did you see him doing that dance when he was with, you know, when he was in Jamaica? He's, he's, you know, he's down. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I don't think there, there isn't any racism within the royal family there there are possibly people who are not or who profess not to be but they're definitely rooted in in racism and slavery how do they prove that now based on the things that have been happening they're not really proving themselves not to be so that's my opinion michael anthony what do you think my father was born in hampton court in england london england and he is a very uh, interested gentleman in, uh, in all things monarchy. Uh, in his house, there's pictures of Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth. He buys the, the, the royal teacups and all that stuff. Um, and, and so I come by it a little honestly that I've been aware of the royal family my entire life. Never thought about the royal family and race before uh it's just not anything that's ever crossed my mind or that i've you know discussed with anybody about them being racist and i think i'd be surprised if that's not true for a lot of people that they've never stopped to think about their attitudes with respect to race and certainly uh, i haven't am i somebody who watches the weddings and follows their every move and and buys the tabloids 
No, but uh, I'll say that I've generally, you know, for my life, been aware of them in a in a positive light. Okay, and that leaves me. Uh, my grandma loved the royal family, loved anything monarchy. If it had Prince Charles, Princess Diana on it, the Queen, she bought it. Like coffee table books, the whole shebang. So I, I have a lot of memories associated with that, and it never really occurred to me that there was anything wrong with it. So the first inkling I had that like something was up with the royal family was uh, Prince Harry went out for Halloween in a Nazi uniform. And then he apologized and, and did all this stuff. And I, a case of um, extreme privilege fishbowl bubble business, because obviously he became someone entirely different after that and, and a pretty good representation of, of who you want someone in that kind of power to, to be. He's contributed a lot. Um, but that was the first indication that something was a little bit off. So this doesn't surprise me at all either. There's this whole story about how a few days before Megan's own wedding, Megan made Kate cry. This was all over the tabloids and nobody from the royal family went to the tabloids to protect the the bride. Here's how Megan talks about it. A few days before the wedding, she was upset about something pertaining to, yes, the issue was correct about flower girl dresses. And it made me cry and it really hurt my feelings. That can clearly be seen now as, well, you know, we can either protect Megan or we can protect Kate. We can protect black or we can protect white. I don't think it's as clear cut as that. I think the whole security and protection issue, I, I don't think there was like a conversation where they said, oh, well, we're not going to protect the black princess. I don't, I don't think that's what it was, but I do think as we've observed in society, there are some unrecognized bias, right? That that's there. And I don't think they recognize it. And and really, there's been this issue with, with Harry and Meghan not towing the line, with with causing rifts and trouble. And I'm not sure if they recognize that part of that the firm recognizes that part of that is uh is related to the way they've treated Megan as a black woman. I, I don't I don't think the awareness piece is there. There was another great segment with Pierce Morgan and a former colleague of his, a black woman, Trisha Goddard. The point uh, that I think she was making was that headline that said straight out of Compton. Now, that might not mean anything to other people, but to a black person, Shaka, you'd understand this. It is... It is very painful. It's saying you're ghetto, that you're rough. If you see that, to me, that that tabloid headline, you can't you can't tell me that you're gonna not do anything when you see that that headline. You're mm -hmm. not gonna protect her. You're not gonna you know go ahead say something and then you know say that oh that has nothing to do with race. Well, let's look at what didn't uh, how many Asian people just got shot in the United States you know, a couple of days ago, right? And the guy get oh, the police were like, well, he said it wasn't racially motivated. Oh, really? The killer said it wasn't racially motivated. Yeah, well, he was just having a bad day. Be. He was having a bad day. So the royals are like, well, you know what? This isn't, you know, we're not racist. Oh, they said they're not racist. Okay. Well, they're not, must not be racist because they said that. The firm firmly missed an opportunity here. Totally. Because the diversity that they could have reached out to, she was a very popular princess because you look at London, London's so diverse. All of a sudden the royal family meant something bigger than what they were 
to a, a slice of that community. And it's that nationalism that, that we see in the States and many other places that's playing a hand here inside of this royal argument. I think she would have been much more protected if she were a common white woman from the United States. I think a lot of this just wouldn't have been an issue. Oh, but there's more. Megan, tell us what else they were saying. All around this same time. So we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security. He's not going to be given a title. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And... Who, who is having that conversation with you? So, um, there is a conversation. Hold up, hold up. There's Stop several. Right now. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation it. with you, with Harry, about how dark your baby is going to be, potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Yes. Haley, I see your hand is up. Can I ask you guys a question? So after the interview, um, Harry pulled Oprah aside and said he wanted to make it perfectly clear that it was not the Queen or Prince Philip who speculated about the skin color of his child. Why do you think he did that? Again, to protect the integrity of the royal family. Oh, maybe, you know what? Do you know what, what, I, what I honestly think? I think he was telling the truth. It was oh. probably his brother. It was probably his brother because he's the closest to him and he mm -hmm. was against it. He's been against it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking well, it was definitely his brother. Prince Philip has a pretty bad history of being discriminatory though. I think, yeah. I think and he probably knows that about his grandfather, obviously. Um, and just wanted to. You think so? I think sometimes when you get to be like a hundred years old, you've seen enough, and the queen's like, I don't care if she's black or if she's one time. You know. But you know the, the the whole thing about it. It doesn't really matter who said it, whether it was yeah. Prince Philip, Prince whoever. It was, it was said. You no, know, it was said, and it should not have been said. So do you think that this title thing is just another excuse to cover up why they're not giving her the security and the protection, whatever. There's a certain sense of naivete going and marrying a prince as a black woman that you're going to have a, a storybook ending to this. Like somehow you're going to be like Princess Di. You ain't going to be like Princess Di. You ain't going to be like Princess anybody. You are going to be like Princess Black Princess. You're going to have a prefix but in front of your name the whole time. She didn't pass as black. She was passing as white all, almost all her life. So she, in her mind, probably thought, I'm uh, white, uh, listen, I'm white, until she was faced with real racism. I'm not blaming her. Yeah. I'm just saying that because, the, you know, you don't you, you don't blame the, blame the victims of racism. She may be biracial. And, you know, we might think of somebody as, we don't even, in our community, we don't think of somebody as being half white. When have you ever heard the word half, the term half white? We Obama just say you're black. black. If you got black, you got to. Yeah. You're black. The one drop rule in the States yeah. was if you were yeah. one drop, they, they could trace you black. And that was just economics. They could sell you. They could they could own you. And so and it was also part of their their hierarchy of their 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 social system. 
They had to have that. So if she, you can pass all you want, somebody finds out you're, you're, you're biracial, you're black. That comes with all the fixings. You got that club card that comes with all the fixings. And part of the fixings of you will have a prefix in front of whatever, whatever title you have until you're dead. Like I can be a teacher and I'm a, I'm a teacher. I was a teacher for a long time, but I was also the black teacher for a long time. People trying to justify it. You know, Pierce Morgan was trying to say, well, don't you talk about how light someone, no, we don't like. No, no, no. Let's hear from Pierce again with Trisha Goddard. We don't know the context yeah. of that conversation. We don't know who's supposed to have no, said not, it. Can, it I, can I put to you just a scenario that may have happened? And I wonder whether you find this, you would automatically think this is offensive and racist. If you have two parents, one's white and one's black, as in Megan's case, and she's pregnant and going to have a baby, is it racist and offensive for a family member to say, oh, what colour might the baby be? I mean, I would imagine in most families that might be a question they think and they might ask, well, but, not, but not in a racist or derogatory manner. Piers, now, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. It, Piers, why does it matter what colour a child is? Well, as a child is healthy. It's just curiosity. It might just be curiosity, Tricia. In other words, it may you not listen, be the malevolent I, thing oh, to say. Piers, Piers, here's another curious thing. People are often, when I've got my hair natural, people are curious about what my hair feels like. Yeah. So they'll come up behind me while I'm doing something and run their filthy hair hands through my hair. It's only curiosity. They might make comment about my feet or or uh, talk about me in front of me. It's only curiosity. No, any context, but day in, any context day that out, conversation may... We don't know who the conversation was with or the context, but what you're saying is any context in which that kind of conversation happened is automatically racist. If you are working against a backdrop of non-stop stuff, it doesn't take one straw, you know, it only takes one straw to break the camel's back. And what gets me is why, why is everybody else such an expert about racism against black people? I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Piers. You don't get to call out what is and isn't racism against black people. You can call out all the other stuff. I'll leave you to call out all the other stuff you want. But leave the racism stuff to us, I eh? Crystalline, what say you? We discuss, try to stop trying to get into, you know, what how we think and how we discuss things. That's not what we do. You know, we love the child that comes out into the world and doesn't matter what color the child is. Yeah, you're not going to say, oh, I wonder how white the child's going to be. I have biracial nieces and nephews, and that would be, the, that's the first, furthest thing from our mind. You know, it definitely is the brother or the father. It's one or the other who said that. And I, I wonder who was there when well, that was happening. Let's be honest. Races are like roaches, right? If somebody said it, you got a hundred, right? You see one, there's a hundred. So if somebody right. said it, they've been talking about it. Back at back in Buckingham crib, right? They've been talking about yeah. it, right? So it's not like all of a sudden, and like 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 you were saying, you know, Chris, like who cares? Mm -hmm. A racist cares. Yeah, a racist cares. That's who cares. That's who's worried about how black or white the baby gonna be, right? I hope that baby just is 
black as a shoe. I'm telling that's you right. That's right. That's right. I've right seen a picture of him. He is not. He is a uh, slightly tanned ginger. Sorry. Uh, he might get darker. It's still like kind of like winter mm -hmm. time. Right yeah, now. my my cousin's biracial and he's 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 white with a red afro and a red beard. He's a he's a he's a he's a ginger, but he's 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 got black features with a red afro and a red beard. So I'm just and so what do you what do you what do you make about the way that that has has sort of been been dealt with after the fact? Um, I mean, there was uh, all the talk from uh, Pierce Morgan, and uh, and there was a. Uh, a segment where he had, I believe, his weatherman uh, come and sit down at the desk. That guy where, was great. Uh, yeah, I, and I, uh, I don't know the gentleman's name um, because I don't Alex. watch Good Morning Britain. Alex, um, what's his Alex? name? I don't know his last name, but I, I only learned his name because I started watching the clips with Alex. Because that's important. Of finding a different way to explain, not to you, but to so many people, on why what is being said is so wrong. Right. I've walked into institutions as the only person of color mm. yeah. and experienced covert and overt racism on so many occasions. And why the Megan interview really resonates with me mm. is because an ex-work colleague, not of this show, asked me if I was worried about the shade of cocoa that my son was going to come out. Right. What degree of cocoa do you think your child is going to be? Does that, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, does that show up on ultrasounds? <laughs> what degree of cocoa? Cocoa. And you well, know that what? Was he, him, that was him being kind, I guess. He also made the statement that he said that, you know what, sometimes when you can pass as white for yourself, like you're very light skinned. Um, and people become very comfortable with you and they think it's okay to say certain things. Even if, you know, it's happened to me. I'm and, and I'm pretty dark cocoa. Um, <laughs> um, you know, when people are really comfortable with you oh, and they Alex. think, well, you're not like the other black people, you're different. They become very comfortable and they think they can say certain things to you. Um, and it's happened to me yes. numerous times. Oh, and I, and I call people you, out. You mean they can say racist shit to you? Yes. 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 Oh, the yes. They will say stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. People say like stuff what? like, oh my, my sister was like, this person came up to you and said, do you, can you believe this Black Lives Matter trying to start a race war? To my sister. My sister said, you do see me. You do see I'm black. Yeah, but those Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. And all the stuff she would say to another because they were friends, all the stuff she would say to somebody who was white, she would say to my sister, my sister had to drop that friend. Because after a while, you get tired of educating folks. It's not my job to educate a racist, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't invent racism. Going back to the royal family, I think because they've, they've experienced, this is something they've probably never had to experience before, um, dealing with a family member, quote unquote now, that who is, who is black. And then now they have offspring that's black. So it's new to them. Now they need to be taught how to treat black people because they never had to deal with it before. It was always, you know, in passing, like they had no real need to sit down with a black person at their table, at their dinner table, breakfast table. And now they're, they're dealing with it and 
it's 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 a whole new world to them. You know, just imagine um, a white per a black person moving into your home. You know, you're gonna be like, it's okay. Do you take your coffee like this? Or you know, you would you'd probably think differently and probably want to treat them differently because you're not sure if they do the same things that you do, right? So now they have to be taught how to treat black people. Like they talk about microaggressions. I try to stay away from the buzzwords of the time, but it's a whole bunch of stuff, like people coming up, talking stuff. Like so many people, even when, when I went to school down in Indiana, right, I went back home with one of my friends to his spit in the mud town. And uh, like a Mormon, uh, not a, 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 an Amish guy, almost fell out of his, his carriage, staring at me walking down the street. Like almost fell out of it. So then I went to the store and like the general store or whatever they call it. And I was there and I was just picking up a bag of chips or whatever. And people just staring, you know, when you stare at people, when you look, they look away. Well, these people didn't look away. You look, you stare back at them. They'd be like, like they had never seen a black man in their town before. I got that in Peterborough, Ontario. Yeah. That happened to me in Peterborough, Ontario. And after a while, you're like, yep. I, I just don't need to be here. Like, I don't need to be here. This is like the, just the weight that you have all the time. And, and when you have that, when it happens, when you're, you know, it happens once or twice is one thing, but when it happens from the time that you can remember, all these little things start to build up in the back of your head. And I believe that black people who like, I was raised here for the most part here in the States, I have an underlying like anger that is all you know, like the Hulk and the Avengers says, Oh, that's my, that's my secret or whatever. I'm always angry. There's an underlying anger with me. That's always there always because whenever a cop stops you you're thinking is that because i'm black or whenever something happens at a store you're like is that because i'm black or somebody starts following you at shoppers drug mart is that because i'm black so after a while this and then it gets to a point where like i can't deal with it anymore and she might have got to that point yeah this how many conversations do you think she had with the different royals where yeah there was that shit said influence of racism that she felt, even if there was nothing racist being said, that she just, she, she felt it was there. Not it's, even she felt, she knew it was there. Yeah. She knew whether it's, whether it's uh, Prince racist, what's the queen's husband's name again? Prince oh. Philip. Prince Philip. <laughs> Philip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Philip. It looks like the crypt keeper. The Philip. poor man is 98 years old. He looks like he's been dead for three years. Yeah, well, he's been racist for much longer. Yeah, um, so, uh, Shut up, Dave. <laughs> the, 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 queen, the queen did address it, right? She did address it. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning, while some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. Boo-hoo. So someone wrote her speech for her. And Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my do the right thing. My favorite part and, of that. Yeah. My favorite part of that, while some recollections may vary, Right. What? 
Another no. missed opportunity, right? I'm yeah. sorry so, that so I. That's I'm her sure delusion that because she has mental health concerns. Maybe you know it's delu She's delusional. Like we didn't say that. It wasn't said that. But you know what kills me when when a white person a white person gonna tell me what's racist? Oh, I wasn't being racist when I said that. Yeah, like, exactly. Really? How are you gonna tell me what racism is? Like, Whoever it was who asked about the color of the baby. That wasn't racist. I'm sorry if you recall it or you think about it or you frame it as racist. That wasn't racist. That was curiosity yeah. and interest in what's going on in somebody's family. That's all it was. That's all it was. Yeah. And and listen, the safety and security and, and all the tabloid stuff, that had nothing to do with race. That was yeah. just business as usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I... I it, I don't even know what to say sometimes when you hear some of that stuff because they know what they're saying and they know what they really mean. There could be a situation where somebody said, oh, are you worried about the color of the baby? Right? Are you worried about it's going to come out too dark? Like, and you, you know worried? what? Why worry? I'm, worry? I am actually, I'm willing to err on the side of that for, the, for some members of the royal family because they live in such a friggin' bubble. Like I, I'm willing to believe that part for at least some people it's unconscious oppression, but it's then still told, oppression. Yeah, it is still oppression. But then you were told and you maintained your narrative and I found one that I was gonna hang with for a while. Yeah, the Nazi thing. I was like, this this guy is a trip wearing a Nazi. You didn't know about that? No, I knew about it, and I was like, that's why he was on my S list. But then all of a sudden he marries Meghan Markle and he's a good husband to her. I'm like cool i'm not gonna cancel him i hate that word so i'm, I'm you know I, and then all of a sudden you know he's still cool with me to he is right because he's you, when you live with a black woman you you, you better learn quick right well i think too it allows for growth right yeah. like i i'm very open about talking about the shitty shitty things i have said and done and i think that i need to keep talking about them because it happened. But you know, in today's kind of cancel culture, it does make me kind of nervous. Yeah, because you know, yeah. Maybe I should be trying to sweep this crap under the rug. I don't want to. I think it's important to talk about. I want there, to acknowledge it. The problem with cancel culture is there's gonna be such a backlash to it that it's gonna become very negative on the other side. People are gonna get yeah, so that means absolutely. anything you've done can't you know like in the last well that was last year i'm a whole new man now i've evolved mm -hmm. you know because they're going back into people's high school stuff i don't want you know like anybody to look back we're all stupid in high school because we you know we teach high school students can we hold them to what they're doing now no 10 or 15 years from now no we shouldn't they're kids i see the, a completely we see completely different kids from one year to the other my son just doesn't see oh here we go i'm sorry he did that he didn't mean it at least he's not marrying a black. I will not marry an American. Your Majesty, don't say that one. <laughs> Shove that one back down. All right, that is this episode of Skin. We're going to cut this off now, but stay tuned. We're going to come back at you soon with our second episode looking at the interview with Harry and Meghan. Thanks for joining us. We are Skin, the anti-racist podcast.